Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. That means talk. Oh, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. What are you laughing about? The way that he just was like, that means talk. <laughs> I, gave her this, I gave her a hand signal. I was like, I wasn't paying attention. And she I looked at me like story. I was a fucking idiot. I'm like, that means talk. And we don't read I'm science fiction fantasy. I'm drama and romance. <laughs> I pass. He's action adventure. We take turns selecting from these movie genres, movies that in our opinions have not received the respect they deserve. Respeed? Or respeed. <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, lemonade now. <laughs> You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, especially mine. But maybe by listening to this podcast, you'll give these films a second chance. This week. On the podcast is Tony's pick. <laughs> John Carpenter's Vampires. Why does vampires have a dollar sign for an S? Because they kill vampires for money. I guess. Welcome back to the podcast, John Carpenter. Yes. All right. So, this movie came out on October 30th, 1998. Mm. I saw it in the theater. Good uh, Halloween opening? Same year as Blade. <laughs> October 98. Wow, this came out the same year as Blade? Yes. Blade Wait a is such a wet, better made movie. Careful. <laughs> we're not to that point hey, yet. Hey, where were you October 98? Um, October of 1998. Fuck, you have to think about this. I was with you. In boot camp. You weren't with me. No. You were still I, in boot camp. No, I got out of boot camp in. Think about it. I guess November. <laughs> no, it felt like October. Because I graduated boot camp in October, so you were got out after me. You didn't get to see this in the no, theater. No, I still had to surprise. be. It, mm. No, I'm pretty sure I was out by this point. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even remember. It's been a long time. Either way, she so, was in Illinois. <laughs> I was, it was almost that wonderful time where I first met my husband. We don't talk about that. Either way, didn't see it in the theaters, so... I didn't see it in the theaters. I'd never know. seen it before. I never heard of I'd it. I'd seen it. Tony said, I'm picking this for the podcast. <laughs> I've heard of it. I've just never seen it. I had 100% seen this, but I guarantee you it wasn't in the theaters. <laughs> well, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 40% critical score. Audience, Wait a minute. This is higher rated than Six Underground? Of course. And audience <laughs> score is 47%. The IMDb is 6.2. And uh, what was it? Gene Siskel loved this film so much. That he said James Woods should receive an, an Academy Award for his acting in it. What? And that's not a joke. <laughs> what? It is a joke, but it's not a joke. What? Was Gene Siskel high this year in 98? Maybe. I don't know. I think was it Leftover dead. Acid? Oh, my God. Yeah. What? Yeah. An Oscar yeah. for this? All right. We got he did win a Saturn Award for Best Actor, James Woods. And Baldwin won a Stinker Award. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Movie cost $20 million and it grossed $20.3 million. Just squeaked by. I mean, no, it didn't. Hopefully, they, they didn't. They don't have, get all that money. Hopefully, they, <laughs> they didn't advertise it too much. But they still don't get all that I money. No, John, we say this every episode. Every episode. Just because I was curious, I looked it up. Gene Siskel died February 20th, 1999. Damn, this movie killed him. <laughs> oh, so he was deep into some awesome issue. So Carly's God. saying this movie killed him. What no, did he die? Not, what I did he die of? I can't remember. Vampires. <laughs> 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 Maybe he had some sort right, of. Uh, so, let's not speculate. It was written by John 
Steakley. Uh-huh. What else he write? Uh, he wrote this, and he uh, actually wrote the book that this is based on. Mm-hmm. That and also had a dollar sign for Vampire. Brain tumor. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have to say. He also wrote a book called Armor. May he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And he died in 2010. Did so he write any more screen? Place? No, he just, just did those this... two books, and that's all he did. Oh, okay. Interesting. And actually, he I think he, if I remember reading this right, I think he died right before the second book got finished and somebody else finished There is a sequel to this. Mm. That never helps a book. With but, John Bon Jovi. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. No, me neither. I do think <laughs> Even Bon Jovi's a pretty good actor. I think it's uh, on Crackle, so if you want to give it a shot, you ah. go ahead and let me know. I'm all right. <laughs> Got Jack Frost 3 to work on. Whoa! Nah. They ain't fucking Frosty. Ooh, a crossover vampires hey, Jack look, Frost. If you're working on Jack Frost 3, I've given you a lot of ideas for good snowman deaths over the years. <laughs> so that could be that, that is, could be good. That is true. As long as you don't do the thing where he the rape scene again. No. Just don't do that I again. Do that. Okay, so it was also written by Don Jacoby. Mm-hmm. Who's a welcome back to the podcast? Is His he? name is familiar. He wrote Double Team and Evolution, so he should be. Yeah. He also did Arach- both my movies: Arachnophobia, Life Force, and Blue Thunder. Blue Thunder. It's directed for, by John Carpenter. Welcome, welcome back, back to, to the, the podcast. podcast. He did Escape from New York, Halloween, Ghost of Mars, The Thing, They Live, Big Trouble in Little China, Starman, and Christine. You ever I, seen Starman? No. You I should want to do um, Escape from New York. The first one. Yeah. I'm the sure, second one Escape sure from LA. I'm sure that's appreciated. It's I like am. I will. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Escape from New York. If I mean, I probably have seen it as a child and just don't remember it. But I know I've seen Escape from LA like 17 bajillion yes. times because that's the one that was on TV. That's terrible. Well, think of Escape from LA, but good. <laughs> I know. I don't think I've ever seen it. Watch Starman. I'd be interested to see what you thought about that. It's uh, Jeff Bridges is an alien. Comes mm-hmm. down and takes the form of this lady's dead husband. Isn't that Earth Girls Are Easy? No. Wait, wait, is he no, that's Jeff a lizard man? <laughs> no. Okay, he's well, just an alien? He just he looks like a human in it. Okay. I feel like I've seen something where a draft really just old. turns into a lizard. Let's man. talk about that for a while. Okay. Now to disappoint you, John. Oh, well further. Mm-hmm. You've done it a lot recently. Guess who guess who was going to star in this movie? Kurt Russell. Oh. Not James Woods and Daniel Baldwin. Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell and, and Billy Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. Wow. It's going to be them two. Alec Baldwin, uh, Russell looked at the script and said, yeah, anyway. But Alec Baldwin was in, and then Kurt left, and he was like, can my brother do this? <laughs> and he's like, sure, fuck it. And that's can that. my brother do this? He's like, like Stephen? No, Billy. I would love wow. to see this with fucking Kurt Russell and Alec Baldwin. But anyway. The only thing I'd have to say to that is that to quote the great Owen Wilson, wow, wow. So, starring James Woods, welcome back to the podcast, some specialist. Um, yeah. Um, he was also in Contact, Casino. He's an animated movie, JLL Crisis on Two Earths, where he plays evil Batman, and he's awesome in it. Okay. For the two other fans that like that stuff. Daniel Baldwin, welcome back to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Harley Davis and the Marvel Man. Yep. Um, Cheryl Lee. It's a great movie. You should go back and watch that episode there, friends. Cheryl Lee is uh, she's mostly known from Twin Peaks and uh, Wild at Heart. Uh, Thomas Ian Griffith from The Karate Kid Three and Triple X. <laughs> he was in Triple X for like two seconds. That's all he had on there that I'd heard of. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mark Boone, welcome back to the podcast. He was in Thirty Days of Night and Batman Begins. Which one is Mark Boone? He's the one that had the big beard. He, the one uh, I recognized. In Thirty Days of Night, he had the big machine thing. The 
snow plow or whatever yeah, he's driving. Yep. Yeah. And Batman I was like, him he was too. on the take. Yeah. Yeah. And the kids don't like falafel or whatever. <laughs> um, and I have some reviews. Hey, no, we should watch later. Batman Begins. 30 no. Days of Night? No, Thor Ragnarok. But... <clears throat> it's always Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> All right. So two reviews. Oops. I picked two bad ones. Oops, I did it again. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Just read them both. We'll try uh, Make one up. Make one up. <laughs> Tony G says, great flick. <laughs> All right. So this one, uh, one out of ten. Silly, stupid, and not worth the effort. I'm a big fan of John Steakley and his novels. Both oh, of really? Them. Both of them? <laughs> I must say, I was rather disgusted at what John Carpenter did with this movie. It's a horrible, a horrible adaptation. Adaptation. This movie falls, fails on all levels. Mm-hmm. All levels. And then he goes on. The second review is God awful. One out of ten. <laughs> oh my God, Tony! <laughs> I thought I picked one good one. Maybe it took too long, and I said, "Fuck it." I have to hand it to he Mr. Couldn't Carpenter. Find a good one, so he did two bad ones. <laughs> I have to hand it to Mr. Carpenter. It is really brave of him to release this mess with his full name attached to it. <laughs> this is simply put, a shitload of the most revolting crap in recent history. While there wow. actually are some very good bloody Japanese pictures that I enjoy quite a what? <laughs> enjoy quite a lot. This film goes way over the top in gratuitous gore. The barely there storyline is an excuse for wanton slaughter. The see-through special effects are ridiculous, and the most offensive part, though is the blatant abuse of both Cheryl and Cheryl Lee's talent and also her character in the movie. They do beat the shit out of her in the they movie. Her a bit. Here. I mean, Sharon Stone looked at her and was feeling bad for her from the specialist. Look, here's a 10 out of 10 from IMDb. Uh-oh. It says, We don't need The line, come on, Padre, my nuts are on fire here, is a killer. It even beats the bubblegum line in They Live. Woods is great in this, and I'm willing to bet he had fun with the role. Nothing beats the bubblegum line. That's like one of those iconic lines. Lots of swearing, lots of gore. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. The soundtrack is good, too. As entertainment, I have to say this film did it to me. What'd you think going in, Carly? It was amazing. All right. I I thought, (laughs) oh, man, I feel like this is going to be bad. (laughs) She always says the same thing for you in my movies. He knew I wrote that. I made him read it. Oh, man. What'd you think, Elaine? I said, I've never seen this. I don't know why I've never seen this. People say this movie's pretty good. I probably will like this. People named Tony. I've heard more than once. Oh, really? And plus, I like Big Trouble in Little China. Like, I mean. Okay. Johnny? Is this the movie with um, James Woods and Billy Baldwin where they're fighting the guy uh, with David Silver, not David Silver, Mr. Silver from Friday Kid 3, and they go to find the magic fucking cross or something? I've seen the this. The same. <laughs> I think I've seen this. Way to sell it. Wow, that synopsis makes this movie seem way better. <laughs> like there's more magic. <laughs> they find the magic MacGuffin cross, right? <laughs> right. This was quite a good synopsis, huh? Yes. <laughs> Isn't that... The, that's the movie in a fucking that nutshell. Is, I mean, it is. <laughs> you just have to say it six more times like the movie does. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie starts with the Largo Entertainment logo, which always gets me kind of excited because I always think it's Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> like, ooh, they're going to be surfing. It's point Break. Oh, no. You know what? I never pay attention to what the production companies are. Oh, the yeah. only time I even care is if the logo turns into the movie. <laughs> or it says Marvel. <laughs> but, which is when I pay attention. And I don't even know which logos it is that turn into the movie. The only one I can remember off the top of my head is when the Universal World zooms in and it's the burbs. But <laughs> Waterworld you know, did it. 
you know, Mandalay with the tiger comes through the mm-hmm. jungle. There's a bunch of them that I remember just because they're so weird. But and some the, of them go on forever. MGM with a yeah. I like the or I like the fox one where the car drives off the top for or Pixar where it's the lamp. Yeah, yeah but I'm just around. saying like I never really I mean, pay geez, attention. I don't remember these. There's a lot. Of them. <laughs> you know what? I see the logo and go, ooh, maybe it's this movie. That's yeah, what no, she's I don't oh, like, just, ever like. I well, could not name a production company for a movie except for Universal and the Burbs because that's the only one I remember. That just okay. comes from watching a movie a thousand times, yeah. like when you watch Gladiator or. or um, what the other one where it's icon with the mm-hmm. eye of the Mona Lisa or whatever? There's a few of them that you're just like you watch this movie so much you're like there. Why it is. are you watching Gladiator that much? The movie's not even that good. That movie's amazing. You shut your <laughs> mouth. I mean, it's good like the first twelve times, but after that, it's like. I'm Maximus Dedivus again. Movies. I never saw it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Father son, husband of I like a sword and sandals movie. Tony's now not we'll watching that a dozen times at home because I've never seen it. <laughs> I'm not watching it that many times either. <laughs> you don't know that. I have it. I watched it part time a lot because I have it on digital. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. You're right. I'm wrong. I watched that and uh, Great Gatsby more than you think. We have watch parties online. You don't know I that. I hate the Great Gatsby. I know. I that's why I watched it part time. The, the, the DiCaprio one? Yeah. Yeah. I just really don't like that book or movie or any of the 12 I mean, times I've seen that movie or. I mean, the movie, it, like, when you look at it, you're like, that's fucking stupid. This, so this rich guy bought this obnoxious house to impress a girl. Mm-hmm. I think John just really <laughs> likes late, uh, or this era, Leonardo DiCaprio, within the last ten years. I just think he really likes I movies. do, because I don't watch, I don't like the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but 2010 to 2020, Caprio, Around Blood Diamond, when did John he do really that? John really likes that. I think that like, he hit his stride, I'm like, yeah, he's, yeah. He likes all that, but I wanted to see it. It's good. Once Caprio <laughs> started to look like a grown-up instead of like a 15-year-old kid, then John really started getting into his movies. <laughs> That's true. And he's a really good actor. He's a very good actor. So this movie... Oh. Let's not have Leonardo DiCaprio no. in it. Sorry, guys. Was it never, does have James Wood. That is not the same thing. <laughs> Academy Award suggested. Hey, James Woods was fantastic in The Specialist. He was, like, almost the best part of that movie. Not. But... <laughs> So good. Yeah, so keep drinking. I think I will. We get a helicopter <laughs> shot panning a desert and then farmland in New Mexico as day breaks. We cut to Jack Crow. That's James Wood's it's character. A terrible, name. terrible name. Yeah. Oh yeah. Staring at uh, staring through some binoculars at a rundown ranch home. His partner Anthony Montoya. Which is Daniel Baldwin. See, and every time Montoya, I thought of Indigo. Yeah. Montoya. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. No one's name is Stop allowed to be Montoya. Him Montoya. <laughs> no one's allowed to be Montoya thinking, ever again in anything. I just kept thinking Daniel Baldwin looks terrible in jeans. <laughs> Why is What's he, with that vest? Who's letting him wear jeans? He I was so, thinking something very similar. I was so thinking like terrible in Daniel jeans. Baldwin looks so terrible. <laughs> I like those pants. But anyway, welcome back to the podcast. Starting a movie by taking a piss. <laughs> so Daniel Baldwin's taking a piss on the side of the road. What is everybody's obsession with taking a piss in the it's, beginning of movies? I don't know. I guess it's, it's a reoccurring theme on our podcast. Every couple just, of years, it comes piss back. On these movies, you know? And remember, look before you leak. That's what I yep. say. Don't piss into the wind. Don't right. tug a Superman's cape. So Crow believes this. And don't mess around with Jim. <laughs> Crow. <laughs> Crow believes this uh, house to be a nest. He looks at the sun in his watch. He says, "Let's hit this." And he was bad, bad, and uh, brown. The baddest man in the whole damn thing. They pull up, and uh, and out of an armored car, uh, Crow drives up, and whole crew of hunters pile out. 
They were just sitting there, and it was fucking dark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it's a cool uh, shot, but when you think about it, how far did they have to drive just sitting in this dark fucking armored truck? There's no heat and AC back there. It's probably hot as fuck. Maybe. Like, it, smells, mean, it smells like James sweaty balls Woods back is there. wearing a leather jacket and jeans and gloves oh. for most of this movie, but everybody else has, like, sleeves rolled up. The girls are in skirts and T-shirts. <laughs> so, uh, Mark Boone's one of the team members. He jumps out. It's a team of seven guys and one priest. They have uh, chain mail, crossbows, shotgun stakes, all kind of vampire hunter weapons. They have... Spears, like mm-hmm. halberds, with flashlights. I w- yeah, halberds with flashlights on them. Yeah, they look. What are they doing with those? Stabbing. Pin, pin, pin a vampire to the wall. It's really weird. Stick it's, and stick. It's just a strange piece of equipment. No, it's not. It's for you. Look, if you were hunting vampires, you know that I shooting do them doesn't do any good. You need a big hunk of metal. Look, if I wanted to hunt vampires, then I would just go to Tony's house and knock on his whoa, door. Whoa! 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 <laughs> Now, when I saw the priest, I thought, we're going to see some holy water. Yeah. We're going to see something <laughs> yeah. a lot more cool like, and involved. I was very upset that the priest was not somehow more badass because of his faith. Yeah. So the priest says a blessing over the team, which apparently is worthless. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crow briefs everyone. We're probably looking at six goons, maybe one master. Why are they goons? I don't know. I didn't think that's a cool name. I was like suckheads. Anything. In other words, there's, there's always some motherfucker trying to ice skate uphill, though. Like in other words, I said that to a guy. He had no idea what I was talking about. Did you slap him? I was Tell like me. minions. You ever see Blade? Minions, <laughs> like in other in other vampire movies and shows. What do they call the ones that work for the master? What Familiars. Are yeah. No, well, no that's minions. minions are people that haven't yeah. been turned yet. Yeah. Minions. Yeah. Children. I don't know. It's whatever. Lesser vampires. <laughs> yeah, I would just. All right, let's go back and watch Queen of the Damned and see what they're called. Do we have to? Tony's watched a lot of vampire shit, so I figured he would be the one to ask. <laughs> we have all watched a lot of vampire shit. This <laughs> and it's all because of Tony. We have not done a vampire movie in a while. That's know, why I picked what? one. And I was watching this going, you know what? Well, we haven't done a vampire movie in a while. I hope he sticks with this. Because I enjoy oh, I've got plenty of vampire I movies. I enjoy coming. a good vampire movie. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll some good vampire movies. We'll movie. see if you enjoyed this one. <laughs> well. So anyway. Like, have you done have you a vampire yet? No, we can't. It made a billion dollars. It's like ninety percent around the Yeah, so we cannot. So good. I would totally do it, but because that's a good vampire movie. It's a great vampire movie. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think it's my favorite, but it's great. What's your favorite vampire movie? Think you think about it, and we'll keep interrupting Tony. <laughs> so anyway, in Crocodile Dundee. No. So did you know in Crocodile Dundee too? <laughs> so Crow carries a large. It's gotta be Blade. Really? Blade. Why do Blade? All right, well, you're entitled to your... What's opinion. your favorite vampire movie? Interview with Vampire. All, All right. A lot of dead silence. have dead silence. <laughs> Crow carries... my favorite vampire book. Crow carries a large crossbow with a line attached. They breach the front door. Is it Prince Lestat? No. That's a good book. That's a great book. The second one is not. And carefully enter... Uh, once inside, the team uh, starts removing all the boards, covering the windows, letting sunlight in. Um, we get a jump scare from a drained body before they slip deeper into the house. Crow checks a closet. It's clear. But then a female vampire flies across the room and lands on one of the team members. And doesn't try to bite him. Just holds on. He throws her off. There's a lot of bad vampire acting in this. And they light her up with ammo. Uh, another vampire jumps down. He gets lit up as well. Crow shoots the crossbow bolt into the female, tells Montoya via comms to reel the fish in. 
he's outside with his Jeep that has a wench on the front and uh, hits a button, starts reeling her in, which yanks her out of the house. So I have to ask, um, these are vampire hunters? Yes. They're professionals. I mean, they do this all the time? They get paid. They do this all the time? I imagine. So why would they shoot them with regular bullets if they know they don't do dick? I mean, that it, it probably question. hurts. It can't possibly hurt. Would it hurt as much as a big wooden stake? Well, but you can shoot from a distance. With the stake, you got to get close. I mean... You shoot it on a crossbow. No one told me that. It's a distraction. She's in the damn club, isn't he? It seemed like like the bullets, like just the force of getting shot was kind of driving the vampires back. But is that how bullets work? Like, this is an actual question Elaine is asking. Is that how... push you back? Yes. Yes. Well, getting shot, put the force pushes you back? I mean, if if me and John and Carly all emptied machine guns into you, I imagine you'd fall. Well, then I guess that's why (laughs) they do it to get If the caliber is high enough, it'll go through you. Yeah, but... And you won't move. But if it doesn't cut through you, it'll push you back because it's force. Okay, well, because they seem to be using the force of the bullets to push the vampires back to, like, pin them in place while... Before they stab them with their crossbows, bicycle spears. <laughs> the, the spears, the, the halberd like spears that have the lights <laughs> on them. Is that like candle bombs? No, okay. So or treacher spa- butts? Look, the spears that they have that have the uh, lights on Albers. them remind me of the fucking light on Pee Wee Herman's bike. Wow. So I just kept thinking about bicycles every time they brought out those ridiculous spears. Right. I just kept thinking bicycles, which I don't even know why my brain went okay, there. Okay, well, but two things. Did. Tell them large bar sent you, and please proceed. Tom. The uh, problem with it is this is before halogen lights. So nowadays they would be the size of like a pen, and they would blind you permanently. <laughs> these are true. these are giant like Pee Wee Herman bike uh, lights, like she said. So the they, other they're weird stupid, thing, and they would just get punched. The other weird thing is the Jeep has so many lights on it. Yeah, so uh-huh. many. Fu- but one, they don't hunt during in the dark, and they never use those lights for. And they never turn them on. But it's got so many fucking lights on it. <laughs> it's UV. It really bothers. They're UV lights in case they're attacked at night. It really bothered me. They never once turned those lights. Okay, on. well, in the sequel, maybe they cover that. <laughs> or if they did, I was not didn't see it. So, I didn't see it. As the team moves around the uh, building, and it's at this point, I realize that Shang, Shu- Shang Soon is one of them. Yes. And I'm like, yay. He is, and I was like, oh, cool. I forgot he was in this. Oh, he's not in this. No. <laughs> Two hunters use the halberds to... I don't think he even makes it to the hotel. No, no. Yeah, he does. I don't remember. No, no, he is in the hotel. He but, gives James Woods a beer killed. or something. They all, they all get down. killed. We'll get to that. But really? I mean, he was a big actor then, wasn't he? I mean, he wasn't... He was only in... That Black Rain, he was in that, right? He was in Rising Sun. Maybe, no, he's in Rising Sun, then he wasn't in Black Rain. No, that was a bit dumb. Well, when was Rising Sun? He was in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, but that's later. That's in the 2000s. Is it? I think it's 2002. I thought it was the late 90s. Mortal Kombat? I don't have any idea. (laughs) Right, well, well, two hunters use their halberds to pin a vampire to the wall while one stakes it in the head. Professionals. Mm-hmm. Well, the fam- female vampire grabs a pipe and is stopping herself from being yanked out of the building. Crow runs up and blasts her wrist with his with a handgun, severing it, and she flies out of the building quickly, exploding in the sunlight. And you know what I said? She's hot. <laughs> Crow runs over to the pin vampire, pulls a stake out of his head, and rams it into his heart. The priest blesses the smoldering remains outside of the female. Matoya snags the skull, puts it on his Jeep for counting. Mortal Kombat was in 95. Ha-ha. What? Really? Yeah. He's, he has 133 uh, credits in his wow. IMDb. 
He was in a lot of shit. And Rising Sun was 93. Hmm. So. Maybe he was a friend. Tycho Drums. I love him. I don't know. But he doesn't like. Right after this, he did an episode of Poltergeist the, Le- the Legacy. And then he did American Dragons. And then he was on an episode of Vengeance Unlimited. He just seems like he's working. Hmm. Yeah. Then he did a net this TV movie called Net Force. Like okay, thank know. you. All right, you've, you've covered it more well, more than what we need. <laughs> well, we get a montage of the team continuing with this procedure and removing the blackened skulls. They start to fill up the jeep's hood. It ends up um, being nine skulls on the jeep, and the team is ecstatic. But Crow looks bothered. Montoya walks up to him, asks what's wrong. Crow says, "There's no master." This, there's way too many goons. There has to be a master, and he's not here. And they don't explain how they know that. Know, One of them could have been the master. They don't explain it at all. They uh, start to clear out as the sun goes down, and once they drive away, two clawed hands spring from the earth. And that's the master! Under master. <laughs> nearby tree. It's weird because master. throughout this whole movie, the vampires emerge at sunset instead of actual, until, like, this. you can still kind of see, still kind of light out. Shouldn't they wait until it's dark? It really bothered me. I would if I was a vampire. But then the cameraman couldn't see him. Okay. Well, so maybe we, he just needs a, a spear. So we cut to the Sun God Motel. Which is a funny yes, name. seriously. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't call it Apollo or fucking anything. You actually call it the Sun God Motel. The team is celebrating their victory as with the local sheriff gets them alcohol and hookers. <laughs> It's Apparently they've been. Party. He said they've been there for a week. Yeah, have they been partying for a week? I want to explain. How did they get there and be like, Sheriff, we got something for you? <laughs> now look, <laughs> now sit down. Did the sheriff call? Them? First off, vampires are real. Just get past that. Second, we're gonna need you to buy us a bunch of hookers and drugs. <laughs> and it seems like the sheriff knew though. Well, I get. Well, I'm assuming that. because it's the Vatican that they pulled some bullshit with the Vatican and money, but I don't know. They they get they say something about that in a second, but yeah, we're gonna let that go. Montoya explains the to uh, <laughs> to no, a, to a hooker that they're vampire hunters and that they also know God exists. The father tell uh, tells Crow that the cardinal wants to meet with him tomorrow, and Crow's still fucked up about there no being no master. For a nest that watch. An attractive call girl pulls Crow aside and talks to him. He and she agreed to go meet back in his room. We see most of the ladies are inside the hotel room are topless and dancing around doing a conga line. And I totally missed this the first time. And this All morning, the boobs. I went downstairs and I walked across the living room while Tony was doing his notes. And I was like, holy crap, they're all naked. <laughs> yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of tits in this I movie. must have been looking at my phone at that moment. Or at least in this part. <laughs> so tell me, nipple placement? It all seemed very nice. <laughs> I mean, not as good as um, Friday the 13th? No. Did you notice the butts? Yes. <laughs> Hanging out the bottom of them shorts? Yes. I did notice the butts when they happened on the screen, but then I did not notice all those boobs until this morning. <laughs> Outside uh, of the hotel or motel, tall, dark figure approaches. Um, the hooker goes back to Crow's room, uh, but the dark figure is already there, clean to the ceiling. He floats down, grabs her, and seeks his and teeth. And this is the worst acting I've ever seen him do. This is a guy who went, Whoa! <laughs> and, three. and this is the worst acting I've seen him do. Impressive. 
I don't know. That call girl was... The chick that plays Katrina was pretty great because she seemed like he was eating her out, and that is not what he was doing. Uh, I don't want to talk about that. One of the hunters goes to the door to grab some more beer from his truck. When he opens the door, the dark figure's there. Hunters see... Hunters can tell that it's a vampire, but before they can even move, he rams his hand, his clawed hand, into the hunter's chest and lifts it up, bisecting him through the ribcage, spraying blood everywhere. Which was upsetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until his body fell apart. I'm like, that's not even close. This movie <laughs> took a turn. <laughs> kind of like from Dust to Dawn. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was already... Like a Diddy Twister. Now, that's a good vampire movie. It now, is. this movie... I mean, they already killed the vampires. We already knew there was going to be some stuff. But then it went, woo! So, <laughs> the music in this movie... Did they use this music in From Till Dusk Till Dawn? Because it kept making me think of... The music kept making it's, me think of Till Dusk Till Dawn. I don't know. Me too, till dawn. When I, till dawn. me too when I watch it because... <laughs> Candle grenades. <laughs> 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 There's definitely a Robert Rodriguez, Carpenter, and early Tarantino thing going on in these movies. I don't know if Tarantino and R- Rodriguez copy... Carpenter style or what at first, but there, you could definitely show montages the of these movies. The music made me think of just like them approaching the titty twister and just that that yeah, music yeah, seems so bam. familiar to me. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because I've seen this movie, which I didn't think I. I mean, this I don't remember anything of it. This hotel is for bikers and truckers. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you don't see a very large recreational vehicle. <laughs> So the room falls into chaos as the master vampire kills hookers and hunters one by one. Master gets tagged by various bullets. They seem to have a little effect on him as he snaps necks and tears through everyone. Crow runs into the room, guns blazing, and dives towards his crossbow. Uh, he eats shit on the counter and, <laughs> and it pierces his Which shoulder. Which I liked. I love that he ate shit because generally they would, he would do yeah, some kind of cool bro, come yeah. out, but no, he ate shit and it was so fucking and funny. he stabbed himself in his own shoulder with it. Uh, pulls it out, and then the master calls him by name, Jack Crow. Jack Crow. Yep. Actually, Hugh has a hard time saying because he's got big fucking fangs in his yeah. mouth. Probably They're so. big fangs. <laughs> no, say about guys with big fangs, right? Huh? <laughs> what do you say? No, they say about guys with big fangs. Mm. No, I don't. I don't know that hooker seems to enjoy his big fangs. Whoa, hot mm. uh, I don't get that. Call it's girl, nice. lady of the night. <laughs> then the priest shoots the vampire in the back with a shotgun. And that does get a reaction out of him. Because he's a priest and he should be really cool. The master snatches him up and makes him master. blow his own head off master. with the shotgun. Right? It's just there. Master. But master. the priest dies. And I'm like, wait, what? I thought the priest was going to be very important to I thought so. I was like, wait, why did he just kill the priest? Shouldn't the priest be supernaturally protected from vampires? He's no. with the power of God? No. No. But God is real. Yeah, so are vampires. So Jack and Montoya haul ass out of the room into the parking lot where they bump into the dazed hooker. And Montoya says, you killed my father. I was going <laughs> to hang out with. I'm Crow. sorry, Tony. I'm a drink all that. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Crow goes to grab her too, but sees she was bitten and begins to leave her, but then changes his mind and drags her to the truck. He grabs her by the ass. Montoya protests, but Jack says, no, she'll have a link to the master and they can use that. The three of them tear ass down the road, uh, and the master's following. He flies into the back of the truck, smashes through the back window, but Dude, Montoya... how fast does he fucking fly? Apparently pretty fast. 
But Montoya shoots him in the face and makes him uh, lose his grip, and he eats shit on the road. And then doesn't attack them again. No. But the, not the best. Sh- shooting him in the face doesn't kill him. No. Doesn't even hurt him. Well, it, it apparently hurt him. <laughs> At least stunned him for a second. So they drive for a long time. Day breaks, and uh, Montoya has a near miss with a stranded truck so on the highway. they're on a straight stretch of highway. <laughs> Nothing's going on. There's a truck stopped in front of them. They don't fucking see it. And did he fall asleep? No, <laughs> no it's just, they're it's talking. Weird they're talking, and he's not looking where he's going. And then they're like, "Look out!" And then they fall off the side of the road. And then they don't go steal the truck that's broke down. And like, no, they roll that like truck you don't really see what's wrong with the truck that's in the road. Like I expected them to steal that guy's truck, but they didn't. But Montoya doesn't want to bring the hooker. Uh, Crow says. Uh, she'll see what the master sees, and they can hunt him down along with whoever set she them up. She seems barely conscious, just stumbling around like dr- like she's drunk. And they're manhandling this girl more than Sharon Stone in The Specialist. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Shaking her, pulling her, like, telling her to on, shouting woman. in her face. At one, go. Up, wake up. At one point, they're walking, and James Woods just pushes her straight to the ground. For no reason. Pushes her down. Like, like what the hell? So um, now James Woods doesn't like women. Because what did he do? Remember what he did to May? We don't want to talk about that. I'm just saying. Have to wash off Tomas and uh, Ray. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah. So, Crow's pissed. He says, the master knew my name. Somebody set us up. They walk for a while and come across a gas station. Montoya waits for an unsuspecting customer and steals his car. This is funny. Picks up Crow and the hooker, and they go back to the Sun God Motel. Once there, Crow says he's going to bury the team. And for Montoya and the hooker to go into town and get a room. Montoya gets pissed. Jack has all these rules uh, for being a vampire hunter. And one of them is never bury a team member by yourself. Jack says, well, this is extraordinary circumstances. So he's breaking that rule. And Montoya's like, no, we kill the hooker and then we bury him together. And she's like, what? (laughs) No, No, she doesn't even know because she's still like just barely conscious. They argue, but in the end, Montoya relents and leaves. Crow goes into uh, the motel, goes to each member of his team, stakes them, and then cuts their head off. Then he sets fire to the whole place, and Cool Guys doesn't look at the explosions and walks away, where Crow buries the heads in a shallow ditch. As in, by like, burrowing the, burying the heads, he puts them on the ground, then puts a little dirt on them and walks away. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. this is the worst burying heads ever. I was Did like, he, maybe this is why they never do it alone. I couldn't figure out why he was cutting off the heads and taking them with him. And then he buried them a mile away. And I'm like, well, what the fuck good is that? Yeah, he should have got a bunch of fridges. So <laughs> Tony said that when he was cutting the heads off. Now he's going to need enough fridges to put all those heads in. He's at least going to need some plates. <laughs> <laughs> Might need a platter. We should kill them. We cut He's to Montoya with a little chalky chalky. You know how it is. He grabs if you want to know why you need to put a head on a plate, please go listen to our episode on voices. The voices. <laughs> Montoya grabs a room. Or Six Underground, where we talk for a few days. I don't think we talk about heads on plates in Six Underground. Though. You sure? Let's go back. Let's do it. Let's check that. Let's verify. All right. That was like last week. We went back. We verified it. We did not talk about heads on no, plates. And you did not verify it. You sat there and yes, you were I quiet didn't know. for a second. We cut and then we came back. We, we, look, our <laughs> friends know we don't cut. We don't edit. <laughs> That's that's sometimes we cut. That's not true. <laughs> Every once in a while we cut. Every, as in once in a while we did it once and Carly did it. The dogs like, come into forever. the room or you got to go stir your sauce. <laughs> <laughs> there was that one day I had to pee really bad because I had like 16 cups of coffee. We don't edit, but sometimes we cut. <laughs> so Montoya grabs a room for a few days. 
And then he and the hooker, he takes the hooker upstairs. Later, he's smoking a cigarette, watching the news, where the police have already found the bag of heads. Wow. <laughs> Good job. Like, what? how did he bury those? He, and uh, why, why did he take them, like, why are the miles on his way to where they are, or near where the cardinal is? He should have buried them somewhere on the side of the road. small town cops. The heads were found in a shallow grave a mile away. Yeah. Why were they looking for heads a mile away? Somebody was the... jogging and came across them. They were just in a ditch on the side of the road. So <laughs> I mean, what that what now the uh, investigative team I want to know more about. <laughs> no, you don't. Move on. CSI New Mexico. I can't write. <laughs> so it says the number of dead is nineteen. So quick Tony math. That's six hunters, one sheriff, one priest, ten hookers. I guess. Wow. Yeah, there was a lot of girls there. Yeah, there were. That's a lot. How many well, boobs is that? Well, they had 20. to kill everybody, so maybe there was other people that were staying at... Well, There's 20 boobs. No, no, that one guy. It didn't seem like there was even an employee at this hotel. Like, the whole time he's in there, nobody comes when all the gunfire happens. And the whole time he's there and he sets fire to... The place explodes. Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody there. I think they just there. got the hotel, maybe. I don't know. So now it's nightfall. <clears throat> we cut to Jack. He's still pissed. And a priest is patching him up. The master vampire has jumped on top of a train and is riding it into town. I guess he didn't feel like flying. That's why I said he's saving his celerity points and his flying points for later. He needs them. The next day, Jack goes to visit the cardinal after a quick rundown. He's saving his celerity points. <laughs> he uses them later. Oh. He's allowed in. Um, after a quick pat down, he's allowed in and Jack kisses the cardinal's ring, sits down and talks business. Another long, another long-haired priest is in there. To Jack's dismay, but the cardinal says it's Father Adam. He's a bit of a bookworm, but he knows all about vampires and all about what Jack does <clears throat> for the Vatican. So he's cool. Jack tells the cardinal that he is not cool. While his whole team, <laughs> he's the opposite of cool. Jack tells the cardinal that his whole team was killed cool. <laughs> by his master. He he's definitely zero had zero cool. <laughs> Although the opposite of cool would be hot, and he's not that either. Yeah, that's true. Or um, lukewarm is the opposite of <laughs> hot, luke, or cool, lukewarm. Because oh, cool we've, isn't we've gone too far with it now. <laughs> Jack tells the Cardinal yeah. that his whole team was killed by the Master. He was more powerful than any. Master! Sorry. <laughs> that Jack has seen before. Oh. Page three, guys. Oh, God. To which the Cardinal says, well... They also lost another squad. A second vampire hunting squad was wiped out in Germany. The police have called it a terrorist attack, and a framed picture was found at the scene. Father Adams shows it to Jack, and Jack. How about you put your phone on fucking silent? How about you stop texting thought, our son? I thought vampires were beaming in. It is the Star Trek Next Generation beaming. Oh, I know. I know you know, but I was telling our listeners. Oh, sorry. Although I'm Ben probably knew that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he got that. I hope he enjoyed it. <laughs> if my phone rings, my ringtone is Menomina. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. So Father Adam uh, shows Jack the picture, and Jack is furious because it's the master vampire that killed his team. Father Adam says the picture is from 1340. And the person is named Valak. I gotta say that the picture is in good shape for being nearly 700 years old. He's looking good. By comparison, the Mona Lisa is 517 years old and kept in a humidity-controlled and light-controlled container. 
Vault. Oh, we're doing Thor's vault. This I've is seen just, the Mona Lisa. This is just it's in behind his, like a, a foot of glass. This is just in his hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't turn to dust when he breathed on it. So, Father Adam says that Valak was a priest accused of heresy, tried, and had an exorcism performed while he was burned at the stake. But after his death, there were reports of him walking around. This Father Adam guy, he's so familiar because he's been in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at his IMDb because I'm like, has he been in anything else we did? And he was in fucking Blade. Oh. He was the boyfriend of the um, oh. of the chick. The doctor chick. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was in two vampire movies in 1998. <laughs> and neither of them did he get to play a vampire. No, we got to be kind of like a ghoul in one. Yeah, he was a vampire. Uh, you ever think about us? It's more like a ghoul. The cardinal says Valak is the oldest and most powerful vampire there is, and Jack is the only one who fought him and lived. Jack says, "Okay, whatever." He's ready to go hunt Valak, but the cardinal says, "No, the Vatican wants him to go rebuild his team." Are you playing? A Are you song? playing Master Puppets? I- yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, shit. Sorry. I was. I'm not going to now because you ruined it. Sorry. <laughs> trying to do podcasts, or <laughs> <laughs> We play the songs at the end. Well, you should play Master Puppets. Oh, well, he should play Master I'm not on your... Did thing. you pick a song? No. Tony There's never no music in this movie. Wi-Fi. Hey, John Carpenter's soundtrack is definitely music. Uh, Big trouble. Technically. All right. Oh, I got it. There was a barber and his wife. What? And she... No. It is John's favorite song. Not for song. this movie. <laughs> hey, someone says, what's your favorite show tune? I got you. Is that your favorite show tune? Yeah. It's not going courting? Nope. Gone, or, gone, oh, gone courting? Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the pool. Nope. <laughs> where the waving wheat shirt and the wind it's comes right behind the rain. Kind of killing the vampire vibe, guys. <laughs> That's even my favorite With song the show tunes. Or show. It's, it's Barbara and his wife. We bowl. And then Gaston. Oh, God, we bowled that spring. Gaston. Gaston. Gaston, that's a good one. I really think Gaston should be your number one. There was like a week straight where John listened to that song every day. I'm surprised we haven't, because Disney Plus has been on quite a bit yeah, at our house for some Finch animated covered movies. with hair. Well, we haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, Aladdin. So well, Beauty and the Beast watched. is not a good movie, but guess, but that song is great. She's not wrong. Not a fan of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Stockholm Soldier and bestiality, but Gaston is fucking awesome. <laughs> Gaston and was, was right, and he was right. That was made abundantly clear in the live action version, which makes that movie terrible. Those movies should not be live action. It does not work. It does not work. Hear, it's just um, weird. I hear Jungle Book was really good. Like that works. Mulan. But that was John Favreau, and he's just a genius. Mulan is supposed to be good, but they're more um, true to the actual story of the character Mulan, not the animated version. So people are going to be pissed because it's not the animated version in a live action. Back to vampires. Well, so what's the master? Father doing? Adams oh. is the dead priest's replacement. Jack says mm-hmm. nope and goes to the door. <laughs> I love how he's like, nope, nope, I'm good. Cardinal yells at him. <laughs> says, I'm mobile. <laughs> says this is non-negotiable. He goes, full Dinkelman. If Jack doesn't comply with their wishes, he's done, and he will not continue to receive funding from the Vatican for his operation. Jack asks, well, let me ask you this. How did Valak know my name? The Cardinal doesn't have an answer to that. Jack slams the door on his way out. Adams follows. We cut back to the hotel. Montoya has the hooker strapped to a bed naked face down. 
Yeah, she's she's real obviously naked. scared. Now it's time for ass check. <laughs> At first, I thought she still had her underpants on, but she did not have underpants on. She nope. was completely in the buff. Yes. The full Monty, if you will. Ooh, the full Monty. Montoya takes the uh, no, tape Monty, off. Not Montoya. Montoya. She's in the full Monty, not the full Montoya. He, he could takes... not be creepier with this, too. Oh, my God. Ooh. He fucking, like, straddles her, breathes he on her. He looks and, like bleh. he's about to... It's to gross. do some butt stuff. And I, <laughs> it's so terrible. It's gross. It looks like he was about to enter the premises, you know? Yeah, he did. Through the back way. Yeah. He's about to check her prison wallet. He's about to do uncomfortable things. Like the back of a Volkswagen. Yeah, lime green. So Montoya takes the tape off her mouth. She tries to scream, of course, like anyone would. And uh, he covers her mouth and threatens her. She tells this him. This whole time they've been talking about how she's going to turn, she's going to turn. I'm like, why do you cover her mouth with your hand? She's going to bite you. <laughs> Smart. Plus one experience to Carly. Wow. She tells him her name is Katrina, then explain, Then he explains her situation. She's bitten by a master vampire. Masters have a telepathic link with their prey that grows stronger over time. Montoya needs her to find him. He also says, I took your clothes off and cleaned you up. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> And what? we know that she was bitten in the thigh. We saw <clears throat> that. Yeah, we saw it. So she was in a short skirt. He did not need to remove her clothes to clean her wound. All he had to do was push the skirt up a little bit. I mean, <laughs> sure, she was a little dusty from traveling with them um, because they kept pushing her around. But <laughs> he didn't change his ugly pants. Why does he feel like he needs to take her clothes off? What did he do, wash them in the sink? He's kind of a dirtball. <laughs> yeah, kind of. We'll get to that. He wanted to see her naked. I mean, she's a hooker. All he had to do was pay her a little bit of money. And that's what I said. I mean, really, she does this for a living. You can find another no. way. <laughs> but, but when it you would wake never up naked, to me, to be like, hey, bed. this girl's about to turn to a vampire. Let me take her all of her clothes. I don't know. <laughs> they obviously fall deeply and committedly in love. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> that we'll might be that. a little Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> it's a she's, something. She's I don't had know a rough what, week. I don't know what the syndrome for that is called, but it is definitely a syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely sucks. We cut to Crow and Adam driving in the Hunter truck, the armored bank car mm-hmm. or whatever. Adam's trying to get Crow to warm up to him. He says he knows all about Crow, how his parents were killed by vampires, how he was raised by the Catholic Church to be a master slayer. Then he says if he can help, and then he says if he can help, like if Crow wants to have a confession or something, and Crow is pissed and immediately pulls the car over. Like, um, this made me think of the last witch hunter <laughs> with Elijah Wood and him being just like the happy little puppy. He drags uh, Adams out I'm into the grass and starts kicking. You love that movie, shut up. Asking who set us up. Shit on it. He says, was it you? Crow pulls his gun out and says, he'll kill a priest. Doesn't mean shit to him. Adam continues. He doesn't know anything about this setup. Do what you got to do. So they're back in the truck. Adam wants to know where the hell are they going. Crow gets snippy and asks Adams if he's ever even seen a vampire. No. Crow says they aren't romantic. They don't seduce anyone with your trash accents. Blah, blah, blah. Some uh, F words in there. Yeah, there's some weird, like, gay slurs throughout this movie. He calls him a pole smoker. Yeah, I don't yeah, know why this like, is important. Some parts of this movie not holding up so well. well. Even in 98. What? That's what I said. <laughs> That's why I thought this was older. I thought this was like 90. 
He basically tells him the uh, usual forget what the movies told you monologue that we usually get in action gore vampire films. No bats, no crosses, no coffins. Garlic. He says, "Fight one with." <laughs> he says, "Fight one with garlic around your neck, and he'll bend you over and take a stroll down your strata chocolata <laughs> while sucking your blood," which I thought was funny. Strata strata chocolata, also known as the prison wall. He says, "You stake the heart and sunlight. That's it." Then if we could just call it a strata chocolata from now on, I'd be much happier than if we called it a prison wall. Done and done. <laughs> You're gonna forget. Oh, I'm get it tattooed. Where are you gonna I get wear on your bunch of finger. Oh, my strata chocolata. Can you just write it? You got a pen? Um, Please don't get a tattoo on your no, strata chocolata. That seems painful and uncomfortable for your tattoo artist. They don't need that in their life. Stop <laughs> asking them to get tattooed in weird places. <laughs> hey, Crow, is rough right now. Crow shows uh, Adams a map that he's made of vampire attacks since the 1800s. It forms a widening spiral pattern, a search pattern. They're if looking for something. He how do you get all those? He's like, I've never seen this. Nobody has. Well, if nobody's ever seen it, how'd you get information all the way back to the 1800s? <laughs> He's the only one that thought to And why was he so willing to show it to somebody? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, we're trust. cool now. I he just kicked still... you in the ribs 14 times, but now let me show you the super secret map. I don't know. He's that I happen doesn't... to have sitting on the floorboards of a truck. <laughs> he still doesn't seem super convinced that this guy doesn't know anything. He's heard rumors about a black cross and vampires walking around during the day. Then we get our first in a line of weird dick jokes Crow apparently loves. Anytime something stressful so happens to him. You get some mahogany? Yes. Ebony? Teeth? They get wood. Yeah, a little wood. This point, he's Jimmy Woods. And this point always kind of sticks in my mind for some reason. Is it because Crow is impotent? He's always asking about dicks. Or was he molested as a young age? Like, what is, what is his fascination? He was raised by the Catholic Church. Exactly. That would be Whoa. a stereotype. I don't know. Just a weird character quirk, quirk I thought. Anyway. Let me ask you a question. When you kill that guy right there, did you get what? Huh? Huh? Maybe maybe he's in, in their closet. Or maybe he, mahogany. Gets, maybe he gets mahogany every time he kills a vampire, and he's just waiting for somebody to say yes so he doesn't feel so weird. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Looking for some validation with his uh, yeah. vampiric erections. Yeah. Back at the hotel, Katrina is having visions from Valak. It uh, wakes her up and Matoya as well. Matoya grabs some some burgers and uh, tries to give one to Katrina. She's she, looking for the six-fingered man. She doesn't want any. Montoya uh, says she needs to eat food because it helps slow down the virus. Katrina still says no, but she'll take one of his cigarettes. And she asks about the other girls. He goes, no, they're all dead. She asks how come nobody knows about these vampires. Montoya says no one wants to know. The vampires keep their numbers low and they're smart about hiding. Katrina asks if she'll become one. He says, yeah, probably. But if they find the master and kill him, then there's a chance she won't. He reiterates the master fledgling connection thing again for the back of the theater. <laughs> Katrina says that if this is how it is, then she's done. She just wants to die. And I was like, that's pretty quick. You need some evidence of some kind. But uh, Yeah, like... She's ready to jump out she of the She doesn't even examine her leg for bite, for bite marks. Like, I don't... This dude tied me up. And then he untied me. Now he's telling me the story. Like, I don't know if he's on the level. I just went to a party. <laughs> I would assume he wasn't because he's a fucking weirdo. But you She's know. feeling a little weird. But he said she would start to remember stuff. Has she started to remember anything Just yet? a little bit. Maybe. We don't know. I mean, she did, a lot she did have a vision, but it was while she was sleeping. So I'd be like, I don't know. I don't think that's enough. That to... seems like it's just a bad dream brought yeah. on by his one of her weird-ass story before. Yeah. 
Although it's nice to see her finally conscious because most of this movie she just stumbles around <laughs> like she's fucking she's on more of a tertiary Then roofied. So Katrina wants to get Can't dressed. they gave her third billing. Montoya is like, uh, okay. Katrina's like, well, can you, you know, can I get some privacy? Montoya's like, why? It's not like I haven't seen you naked. Creepy. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? And uh, she's pissed. But he says, okay, okay. And he gets her a towel and lets her change in the bathroom. He says like she a can gentleman. close the door. Oh, except for a little bit. Yeah. Puts his fingers together like, like two inches. You yeah. can close it almost all the way. Which is also the size of his dick. Whoa, careful. Ooh. Oh. And look, I'm telling you, this guy's an asshole. In the bathroom, she starts a to have... A chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> In the bathroom, she starts to have visions. She also sees Malik uh, killing priests. And it fucks her up, obviously. Now, somewhat recently. And she kind of like, <gasps> you know, like screams a little bit. Recently, Tony had me scream in your bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's why I did it. Because I watched this movie, and she screams, and he's literally three feet away from and her. And taking a nap. And, and the, the door's door open. open. And I'm like, okay. That's why he did the scream experiment. Interesting. Yeah. Intriguing. It's because of this movie. Although, I don't, I wouldn't say she screams. I would say and that's, you know, that's she's that's making three some shocked noises that are obvious. Yes. <laughs> He's supposed to be paying attention to her, which is why he makes her leave the door open. Instead, he falls asleep. Instantly, apparently. Asleep. She's only been in there for like three minutes. <laughs> well, the stress of what's been happening to him. You fell asleep? So Montoya falls asleep, and she uses that to sneak out. What are you doing? She uh, <laughs> uses that to sneak out of the building onto the ledge, and he's gonna. She's gonna jump off. Um, Montoya can't. Uh, Montoya looks out the window to try and see her. Ooh, what are you doing? She's picking up Keep her phone. Okay. <laughs> Montoya. Uh, <laughs> there's a scene. There's a scene here that's weird. That next time you watch it. Maybe you can pick one scene that's weird. Maybe that you can pick this Just out. Just look at the look on his face. She? Well, no, no, not that scene. Yeah, uh, okay. That scene. Yeah. Again. I'm gonna put that on the. On the with his face. On the Facebook page when I can. This scene is weird. They sh- they show this one camera shot where he looks out the window and all there's there's a bunch of cars parked, but one of the cars is running with the lights on, and I'm like, so are we supposed to pay attention to that car? And then the three other times people look out the window and they just use that same shot and that car's still running with the lights on. It's like two in the morning. I don't know. It just fucks me up every time I see it. I'm like, what are we doing? Like who's at? in that car? Yeah, what are we doing? Is it Jimmy Woods? No, because he's That's parked Valak. down the other side with the armored car. Valak. Either now, way. Now he's at the thing murdering the priest. He's gone and collecting the other masters and the goons. It's yeah. Blade. Blade knew there was a vampire in there and he was just waiting to kill her. So Montoya can't pull her well, he inside. He did a shitty job. Blade would have gotten it done. Montoya can't pull her inside easily. So he snatches her up and kind of back suplexes her through the window frame, and this cuts his arm. Blade kills an entire race of beings because of something one vampire did. Just because he hates himself. While on the floor inside, Katrina sees his bloody arm and bites him. Yeah. Montoya throws her on the bed and knocks her out. Then he burns the wound with a lighter. Why? And the phone rings. And he's like, ah! Again, I thought, why does he cauterize thought, the wound with I the lighter? Wonder, does it burn out the vampire poison? I, th- I thought maybe he no. was trying to prevent the spread it will, it will of stop the virus. But yeah, it, apparently he's just trying to stop himself from bleeding. Twice he gets more. bit in this movie, and both times he ca- immediately cauterizes the well, wound. Well, the second time, I understand. This one, I think you could just wrap it up and you're fine. The other one, yeah, you. I mean, you should be dead, but you know, we'll get to that. But... 
Also, she wasn't a vampire when she bit him. She's just a chick that bit him. So I don't feel like it should have turned him she into a vampire. She has the virus, she, Is it a she virus? transmitted the virus. Didn't. Now I don't know. He said it was like a virus, works. but I don't the vampire don't sickness. <laughs> I don't know how this. She got the hips. She's down with the sickness. She got the cooties. Adam, um, they come upstairs, and Adams introduces himself to Montoya. Crow looks around and instantly can tell something's wrong. Well, then he sees Katrina's jaw. You dragged her through the fucking window. Shouldn't you be able to see that the fucking window does not exist anymore? Like, nobody brings that up. He sees Katrina's jaw and wants to know what happened. Montoya tells him, but of course he leaves out the biting part. Crow can tell he's lying and pushes oh, wow. him, but Montoya won't budge. He goes, that's what happened. Can you tell happened. he's lying? Yeah. Oh, okay. So Crow lets it go. He's like, there's more to this story than you're telling me. He's like, no, that was it. Crow fills Montoya in on what happened. Valak's a big deal. European team is gone. Um, and he checks Katrina's teeth. There's a lot of grabbing her by the face and checking her teeth in this movie, mm-hmm. which is funny. Hey, divorce can be made. <laughs> the priest asks about Katrina and Crow again. Uh, <clears throat> Crow again drops the telep- telepathic bond speech for the audience. <laughs> getting the feeling that, fucking missed it. Getting the feeling this might come up again later. Crow tells Montoya that uh, they're they're not going to go hunt. They're not going to. <clears throat> sorry. Mm-hmm. Tells him that they are going to go hunt Valak. Adam says, "Whoa, whoa, no, you're not. That's not what your orders are." Crow says, "Fuck you." And Adam goes over to the phone and begins. He says, "No, fuck you. Go eat." <laughs> Adam, Adams goes to the phone and begins to call the cardinal. Crow scoffs and then grabs the phone and beats him with it. <laughs> Crow then explains that he runs this group. Adams doesn't make a phone call, blow his nose, or wipe his ass without asking Crow. Adam nods. We cut to Valak. He has a priest he's kidnapped and shows him a map. The priest is terrified but looks it over. And Katrina is picking all this up in her mind because they're telepathically linked. <laughs> and, I'm sorry, uh, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Crow and Montoya talk, uh, try to talk to Katina, talk Katrina through all these visions and stuff, but uh, the priest <laughs> shows with that one. Yeah, the priest shows Valak uh, what he wants, and then Valak kills him. Katrina screams because she's freaked out seeing all this, but manages to see the interstate sign San Miguel. Then so the bond breaks. I'm wondering at some point because she's not telling him nearly as much as we're seeing. And I'm wondering if they're showing us these scenes as if they're her visions, but she's really only seeing, like, a tunnel part vision it, part of it. They just never show us that. Because she's she's really not telling them anywhere near everything that we see. Why would I tell them anything? <laughs> there, there is an argument for why would she help them at all. Because fuck why these guys that kidnapped them? me and made me naked on a bed. I'm pretty sure they're going to kill me at any and second. I'm cheeseburger breath all over me. them. But they did tell her if they can catch him and kill him before she turns, it that will maybe save her. it'll save maybe. her. Save. I don't know how much I trust these dudes <laughs> that they're telling me the truth. Well, they evidently already, you know, they've seen your early parts. Yeah. So did the vampire, though. That's true, too. Everybody's seen your girly parts. You think there's men in this town that haven't seen your bosoms? Nice. Uh, she had League of the Rome reference. Thanks. Crow tells Adams to get on the phone, call San Miguel's churches, and find out who's missing a padre. He then tells Montoya to get ready for the road trip, and his job's going to be to watch Katrina. Montoya hears him, but is slow to respond. Crow asks him, what the fuck are you doing? Montoya says, oh, I'm just tired. Crow pushes him again. Montoya blows him off. The next morning, Crow and Adams go to the church that Katrina saw in San Miguel. 
and the local sheriff shows them the bodies. Sheriff's kind of leaning on Crow a little bit, saying, look, you better tell me whatever information you find out. Crow says, yeah, no problem. Then uh, another officer runs in. He's found the priest, or at least parts of him. Um, he's down the road in a clearing. His head's cut off just like Katrina saw in the vision. Adam tries Why not to puke. Why did he cut his head off? I don't know. This uh, Valak dude is killing a lot of motherfuckers and not eating them. And <laughs> he's like, that dude's not going to rise as a vampire. He's just leaving him dead. I guess not. I don't know. So they they got to keep their numbers small. Yeah. Although in this lore, it seems like it would be hard to do because if you get bitten at all, you become a vampire. That's <laughs> why everybody cuts their, their head heads. off. Which you think you would hear way, it wouldn't be quite so disturbing. You think if everybody he bites turns into a vampire, so he's got to cut their heads off so they don't turn into a vampire to keep their numbers low. You'd think that there would be way more talk in the news about beheadings. Yeah. <laughs> so in the Hunter Mobile, Crow is frustrated. Valak didn't feed off any of these people. He just killed them. Adam says the priest was a super freak about ancient Catholic or Catholic history. Catholic. And tells Crow <laughs> that the symbol in Valak's selfie painting means the sun. So the sun sinks over the mountains, and we see Valak has a whole new crew that rises from the ground. Seven powerful vampires. They attack a missionary that looks a lot like the one from the prophecy, but I checked, and it wasn't. Aww. This, this movie reminded me of the prophecy quite a bit. We're in the same region of the U.S. Similar, I mean... I know we're not dealing with angels, we're dealing with vampires, but like it just seemed. It well, when felt they showed when they showed that cliff and the the missionaries on the cliff, I was like, dude, that's the fucking one from the prophecy because it looks exactly the same, but they all just look like that. I you were a baby. I went. If I was a vampire, I definitely would not ha- hide out in the American Southwest. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> the only thing Twilight got right is pacific northwest where it rains all the time and it's not very sunny mm-hmm. just saying and when he said i'm gonna go south i'm like why don't you go north <laughs> i would go uh what was it 30 days night yeah right Alaska. uh boom something i forget the name of the place just go Borno. north it only be there part of the year though because the other half of the year they have day all day uh-huh you go somewhere else <laughs> migrate like ducks like a duck quack quack like a duck Quack, quack, quack. Where's the Duckworth? Gordon, don't quack at me. Back at the hotel, Crow is getting desperate and knows Adams is hiding something. He takes Adam into the bathroom, tries to intimidate him, but Adam doesn't budge. You're a righteous man. Any secret I keep from the Catholic Church is uh, part of my whole job. I know you won't hurt me. Crow's like, okay, cool. And he stuffs a small towel into Adam's like, mouth. Start talking or I'm going to cut on you. And he's like, you're not going to cut me. You're he a good his guy. Fucking hand. You're not going to cut me. And he's he is like, not a good I'm guy. I will cut you, bitch. <laughs> so he stuffs a small towel in Adam's mouth and slashes his hand open with a knife. Crow puts a knife to Adam's throat. He explains that he hates secrets. His father kept a secret once. Just once. <laughs> no, but his father... Uh, Got bit by a vampire, hid it from Crow and his mom, and by the fifth day, Crow's dad attacked his mother, and when he came for Crow, Crow killed him. He tells Adams, look, I killed my father. I got no problem killing you. That's dark. Crow acts like he's going to stab him, and Adam folds. He explains that Valak is looking for the Black Cross when the church did this, <laughs> church did this exorcism way back Good in the day. Time. It went wrong. It turned Valak into a monster, but it wasn't finished. It's uh, why sunlight can kill him. So the Vatican had the cross shipped to the New World and moved from Spanish mission to Spanish mission. But recently the cross showed up again 
Valak wants to find this to finish the ritual. That's amazing. And where? who knew where it was? Oh, that would be the priest yeah. that was beheaded. Hmm. We cut to Valak and his crew wiping out the mission priests, and Valak gets the cross. Katrina sees all this, and uh, Crow says, now Adam's part of the team, and he trusts him. I don't know. <clears throat> He's been lying to you this whole time. You have to beat him up constantly. Mm-hmm. And finally, you had to cut a bitch to make him tell you the truth. But now he's trustworthy. Why? And Did there's. Did you say you had to cut a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up until this point, that Adam dude is a bitch. But I will say, we've watched enough movies where this character that came in double crosses, and I was like, he's the snitch! <laughs> yeah, right? That's what he thought. He's the archivist yes. that knows all about you, and he's hiding he's things. He's that dude in Blade he's, he's too, who's working for Blade. Yeah. <laughs> so Katrina and Montoya. Yes. His name is Scott. In the Jeep. Scott, my system. I've been on to you since I let him in. Uh. Well, two things. One, <laughs> I've been on your ass since the beginning. Two. That's no dud. No dud. I was just beginning to like him. <laughs> hey, you your watch? Thorag. Hey! I got it. Oh, you guys heard that one already. <laughs> just every episode. So, Katrina and Montoya are in the Jeep. Crow and Adams are in the Huntermobile. And they're driving when Katrina's vamp finder sense gets a hit. She leads them to the mission, and they enter. She's like, stop. That way. <laughs> Thank you. It's, in, it's covered in blood and dead padres. We now see Crow treats Adams differently because he's a team member now. And they, they find the spot where the cross was. Outside, Crow asks Katrina if she has any more feelings or visions. She shakes her head no. He grabs her and Come checks in. her teeth again. Montoya pushes him off of her and says, hey, stop being such an asshole to her. Because at this point, Montoya is in love. <laughs> he's like, L-O-V-E, lose. It's for the way you look at me. This, I don't think she's looked at him in any particular way, though. <laughs> I don't think she's had any, like, she rational... She hasn't been facility. putting out no. any vibes. <laughs> the only vibe this girl puts out is that she needs it's a hostage. nap. Hostage. <laughs> She is ill? Very, very ill. So they start to fight. Montoya um, punches Crow in the face. Adam runs over to stop it, and they both throw him to the ground. But then Adams gets back up and again tells the audience about the reverse exorcism and how it will result in Daywalker situation. He's like, all right, y'all, need to calm down because we have a greater purpose here. Crow's like, okay, we got eight hours left. We can finish this fight later. So they drive some more. Katrina leads them to a town. It's empty, but she can feel that uh, Valak's nearby. <clears throat> Crow and Montoya check around. They figure the town had a population of about 30, so half of them is vampires now. That town sure. has a bigger population than 30. Yeah. They say worst case It's scenario, bigger than the Tremors town. Half of them are vampires now. Worst case scenario. So Valak has the cross and a fuck ton of vampires versus two hunters, a priest, and a half vampire hooker. Montoya asks Katrina where Valak is. She says the prison. Crow doesn't completely be- believe Katrina, but he does. <clears throat> but he doesn't have a lot of uh, options. He does recognize that the prison is probably the safest place to lock yourself down. I don't think <laughs> I would trust anybody who had a telepathic link with a vampire. That's Just true. saying. At some point, she's going to start working for him and not. <laughs> there you. shouldn't be any reason for any of these people to trust any of the other people, <laughs> except maybe Crow and, a- and Montoya. But even they're starting to beef on each other, so yeah. it's almost a fucking. 
reservoir dogs. In I don't know. You can't trust a guy that wears uh, shades indoors. And fucking Crow wears his shades all the goddamn time. Um, That's suspicious. So they gear up and zip tie Katrina to the Jeep and get ready. Montoya is very affectionate to Katrina now. Yeah. He calls her babe. He's like, he can keep it's her all going to be okay. Does he kiss her at this point, no, too? No, he doesn't I, kiss her does, Is this where he rubs her face? Yeah. He's he calls like, her babe and he rubs her face. He just touches her face lightly. Like, a like he's going to kiss but her, but he doesn't. But she doesn't react. Like, no, she like does. She likes she's it. not into it. She <laughs> looks like she's had some long-term illness. She's got the dark circles under her eyes. She's looking pale and sweaty. Like, she is not looking like a hot piece of ass like she was at the beginning of this movie. A hot piece of ass. But somehow Montoya is into it. How much is his bite influencing his decisions? Mm. Did he get wood? I think he got some mahogany. Little teak. (laughs) So, Montoya, Adams, and Crow, loaded with weapons, check out the prison. It's dark inside because it's half underground. Once inside, Adams and Montoya are immediately attacked. Montoya is fighting a blonde female that he sticks the halberd into, and uh, Adams gets beat down. Crow shoots the male, this other male vampire in the back with his crossbow harpoon thing, mm-hmm. and then uh, break uh, braces the line around the support pole. Um, Adam finally stakes the shit out of the vampire, and Montoya drags it out into the sun. So now they have control of the top floor. These are master vampires, and the <clears> way <throat> you can tell is that when they. St- become fire <laughs> become fire they don't turn the flames aren't orange the flames are red it is red <laughs> which is a weird choice yeah, because color coordinated you would think fire. that they would burn hotter and then it would be like white or blue but no it's red <laughs> I'm, Elaine knows a little bit about fire and how fire works just a smidgen a and smidgen more bars. than the people who made this fucking movie but now the jeep thing isn't set up right so they have to drive the jeep they can't just yeah the winch thing isn't working they're like don't use the winch just use the jeep i guess because these are master vampires and master vampires are stronger when balak attacked the motel in the beginning he says well he was stronger than any other master vampire and i'm like how would you know you don't give us any kind of guideline no occasionally they're like rule number such and such rule number such and such like Zombieland style, rule number such and such. But how strong but a regular Zombieland vampire brings up is, a constantly. master vampire. So now they have control of the top floor of the jail, so they have surveillance cameras they can watch the other floors. Uh, Crow figures the only way to get them now is one person is bait in the elevator, another person um, waits yeah. uh, for the elevator carrying the bait person and a vampire to come to the surface. Then that person shoots the vampire with the cable crossbow thing, and, and the last the person drags him out with the jeep. Um, Father Adams can't drive, so he will yeah, have to. He be never learned what. And when he's like, "I have to be in the elevator," I'm really like, "This dude is working with the vampires." I, I, could, under, I could understand because jeep might be a stick. They could have done that, but Look. the fact that he can't drive at all is a little silly. I just thought it was like I'm like, what are you, seventeen? Well, he of could just course say, you can fucking drive. Just because you're a priest doesn't mean you don't know how to drive. Like, what the hell have you been doing with your life, dude? You are in New Mexico. It's not like you could just take a bus. <laughs> you're in the middle of we're not in New nowhere. York City. <laughs> yeah, like, like I say, you could have just said it was a stick. I can't drive a stick. All right, fuck it. Then that makes you look a I'm little. I'm sure less that Jeep is probably obviously stupid. a stick. Although we never see him yeah. use a stick. Yeah. So. Father Adams is going to be bait. Uh, Crow will shoot the bolt, and Montoya will reverse the jeep. Big shock. 
Crow doesn't like Adams. You're 35 as, and don't know how to drive a fucking car. I'm judging you hard. Crow doesn't like Adams as bait, um, but he doesn't have much else he can do. So Katrina's wigging out. Matoya tries to calm her down. Uh, inside, Crow sees movement on the second floor cameras. Adams is Adams ready, uh, but Crow gives him one more chance to get out. Adams says, "Don't worry, man. I used to play soccer." <laughs> I know. I thought that was so funny. I'm really okay. fast. What? He's like, I. You got to be really fast. He's like, don't worry. I used to play soccer. I was captain of the team. What? <laughs> what a weird reference. <laughs> what an odd thing to put in your movie. So the elevator goes. Well, maybe it's from. Maybe we went to Spain or something. I don't know. Well, in Dogma, they said, you know, mass genocide is the most taxing thing someone could do other than soccer. Mm. I've never played soccer. Couldn't tell you. Nor mass genocided people? Mm. Well, moving on. (laughs) So the elevator goes down. Father Adams takes a few few steps out of it, and a vampire rushes him. Uh, They go back into the elevator. It closes, goes up, but they climb on top of it and fight. Define mass. <laughs> Crow lures uh, lures him back down, shoots him with the bolt. Montoya drags him out. Vampire explodes into a fireball. I don't remember what color. Red. They're all red. They're all master vampires. Uh, I think they can't all. Oh no, they can't. There's a mess. lot more vampires. No, the master more. vampires are the ones that are wearing all black. What makes you a master vampire? You wear all black. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. They never they're explain the, it. They, I'm assuming they're look, the old ones that he has collected is, with him throughout time. This movie has a real weird lack of exposition. Yes. Because they're constantly throwing well, the same four pieces of exposition yeah, at us. There you go. But we only get four pieces of exposition. We don't get but any get more than lot. that. But we know that when they came to this Pick town the sequel covers it. and took it over. Oh, man, you're going to try and get me to watch that sequel. Any of the vampires... Well, you watched Hellbenders. Oh, God. You watched Jack Frost 2. We all watched... No, Jack Frost 2 is better than Hellbenders. No, that's the worst movie ever made. Watch Hellbenders. I refuse. No, if you think Hellbenders is better than Jack Frost, I'll do it. For the podcast. Please don't watch that movie. We don't want to know. That movie is very bad. It's Velocipaster bad. But any of the vampires that came from this town, like when they walked in this town and they took over, those are not going to be masters because they're newly... They're baby vampires. But we don't know what makes a master a master. Maybe just any vampire that Malik that Malik that Balak makes is a master vampire. And are you telling me Velocipaster is bad? Oh, yes. it's bad. But it seems like it'd be so good. It's very a, bad. a man of God who's also a Velociraptor. How could that be bad? Watch. it. I'm not ever Is that gonna. the movie where at one point it's clear he's in one of those inflatable dra- yes. dinosaur suits? Like, yes. I'm not joking. Yes. No, it's, it's the movie where the guy comes into confessional to talk to him and he wants to kill him because the guy's going on and on about how happy he was that he killed his parents. So he smashes through the confessional and grabs him and you look and you can see that he has rubber dinosaur hands on him. Like, the flaps are there and he can see his skin. And you're like, who did this? What it's is this? Bad. It's bad. It's bad. Oh, I feel it's almost as bad as what is that? Robots versus vampires or whatever that. Well, you yeah, but watch that's, part of. that that was, was like from old, the sixties. Yeah. <laughs> we won't get into that. But <clears throat> all right, back to this movie. So the elevator goes down, and a female vampire smashes through the bottom of it into the into the room. Montoya sprays her with machine gun fire, and Crow gets her with the crossbow. The jeep tries I to pull. This one was a master. Don't worry about I that. The jeep tries to pull her out, but she grabs a support column and breaks the line. Does 
She's really strong. I mean, she does break the lines. What color was she wearing? I don't remember. (laughs) But they end up having to, like, take the pole out or something, don't they, to get the... Well, Montoya jumps out and ties it back up again, but she's still struggling. Um, No, but he's struggling because he's in really bad shape. Inside, Crow is fighting the vampire when Montoya gets her connected. He backs the Jeep out, uh, but she grabs a crossbow. So now, when she goes out into the sun... She'll explode, but Crow's on top of her. Yeah, because that's so good. She, like, grabs him or something. She burns red. Maybe she is a... But he, like, stakes her as they're going outside. He's, like... Because Abs is, like, Crow! And he gra- throws in the stake well, and he Well, he's shooting it. her in the face with a 9mm constantly. And he's do trying anything. to stake her. Yeah, she must be a master. She, he's, he's trying to stake her just so she'll let go. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, like she said, he's... Stakes her and then rolls off of her just as she explodes. He does seem to get singed a bit, but we don't see him, like, putting the fire out on the sleeve of his jacket, which we should. Yeah. We should see that. That would make this movie better. (laughs) But now it's getting close to sundown. Crow wants to keep fighting, but Montoya is like, dude, fuck that. Rule number nine is you can't kill a master at night. So they start to clear out when Valak and Pals just walk out. Yeah. It's I not know. even that dark yet. It is not. I mean, sunset is beginning. They really push that. It's like it gets dark at 6. We're coming out of 5.58, motherfucker. It, it do. <laughs> highlight. They're, they're, it's not like they move around at dark. They, they got some As soon as sunset Twilight. begins and sunrise ends. Definitely begins. use the uh, Buffy rules for sunlight. Was it cloudy out? I got a ball cap on. It's, <laughs> it's the same thing. It's it's hurting me. I'm running. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah. <laughs> At least in Deacon Frost put on sunscreen. I mean, they're not turned into uh, butterflies like in Blade 2, but... All right. So Still makes you <clears throat> upset, doesn't it? Very upset. Misa. Yeah. Blades want true love. She just screamed. And she could have whatever color flame uh, Elaine wants her to come out of her asshole. <laughs> out of her strata chocolata. <laughs> <laughs> so... So Valak and Pals walk out like they're, in, like they're an 80s band. And Father Adam runs and hides like and he should. Montoya and soon-to-be vampire chick have already started to drive away. But well, Pro and Father Adams have not made it to their truck yet. Yeah. They, they're like hauling, hauling ass. He's got things. Like you do. would. Um, Valak jumps Crow, beats the shit out of him. Father Adams runs and hides in a bar. Um, Montoya sees this, stops, turns around, and sprays them all down with machine gun fire. Uh, but Crow is beaten down by Valak pretty badly. Um, and then Montoya hauls ass. Because um, she is like, go, go. And he does. He just does. It's because she wants to have her dinner in private. Whoa. Hello. Katrina goes, uh, Queen of the Damned on her, breaks her zip ties, and tears parts of Montoya's neck out. That, she, when she pulls the skin off his neck, yeah. it is terrible. Fake. It terrible is so fake. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. <laughs> she drinks a bunch of it and seems to like it's it. It's like there was a fake patch of skin on top of his neck covering up where they had already put the bloody holes. Yeah. And she just, like, rips it off with her teeth like it's bubble gum. <laughs> then Tony's vampire pet peeve happens. She gets out of the Jeep covered in blood. Messy eating vampires. <laughs> she talks about that a lot in 30 Days of Night. It's her first time. Get some in your mouth. Is all I'm asking. <laughs> so we cut to Crow. He's tied to the front of the vampire hunting armored car. Vampires are all around him. Uh, one of the goons brings him a uh, brings Valak the cross. He's like, Valak, let's see if you can kick my ass. <laughs> yeah. Then the cardinal shows up. What? 
Well, he's the one that's been working with Valak the whole time. He's an he's the traitor. He's an older man and is sweating his mortality. Been there. And so he made a deal with the villain from the Karate Kid 3. <laughs> I mean the devil. Mr. Silva. And I was like, how many he's times be- have we seen this? You're not going to get turned into a vampire. Every time I've ever seen this in a movie or a show, the vampire double-crosses you. You do what you needed to do for them, and they kill you. They don't turn you. Well, Adam hears all this from inside the bar, and Crow spits on the cardinal, but the cardinal doesn't care. This was dumb, too, because he spits on the cardinal, but you don't actually see, like, any spit on the cardinal. He just, just, like, you see him spit, and then the cardinal wipes his face as if he was just spit on the guy. <laughs> He's an actor. He's, <laughs> He's an actor. He's, He's not going to be offended. She says it like he Iron got, Man 3. He got, yes, I do. We need he got paid for this. You can actually spit on him. Even if we don't want to see James Woods hack a lug in this guy's face, <laughs> at least put a little bubbly something on this dude's eye to make me think he actually got hit with spit. I was really upset about this. <laughs> we need bumper stickers this time. Just spit on this guy. He is an actor. Lance <laughs> <laughs> so, got taken right on the move. There's no spit on that man's face. Yeah. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I what noticed the hell? it too. I'm not gonna like, lie. First, the, the fire's the wrong color on the master vampire. <laughs> he, you can't even spit on a dude. <laughs> Your special effects department isn't up to spit. And does James Woods deserve it after what he's done to the last two women in these movies? Ooh. No. But I'm just saying, he should get to spit on the guy that's going to murder him. So like John says... Gave him up to vampires. You get to spit on that dude. Crow asks Valak to untie him so they can have a fight, just the two of them. Valak listens to Crow call him all tons of names and finally says, Look, what will silence you? And then he says, "Uh, Well, maybe this will. And we see the vampire Katrina walking up laughing. Valak says, Montoya apparently is either dead or a vampire now, so you're all alone. We cut to Montoya. He's still mostly alive and bleeding from his throat. He sprays his machine gun in the air for a minute to make it heat up, and then he pushes it against his neck to cauterize the wound. And when he started shooting the gun, I was like, how many times are we going to shoot these fucking guns before we remember? They don't do shit! (laughs) And then he used it to cauterize the wound. He should have used it to kill himself. (laughs) He should have used it to kill himself. The vampires of the town are setting up a large cross with kindling under it. Crow sees this and is like, what the fuck are you doing? What do you want with me, Valak? Valak says he's fed on humans for over 400 years. Blah, blah, blah. Crypt- it was six. Cryptic vampire shit. I think it was six. But then the Cardinal says uh, they have to have the blood of a crusader to recreate the ceremony. That's been burned on a cross. That's been that's, crucified or whatever. And he has to be burned on a cross. He's not a, cru- a crusader. Which, how do you get, if you set, okay. So um, I get. What is a crusader? You, Please give me definition. Someone who crusades. Who fights Thanks. for God. Someone who fights for God. But the crusaders that we know historically, they were forcibly changing people to Christianity. Yes, but he is fighting for in God's name to slay vampires. So I get that. And he's not converting them to Christianity. But, here a question. He's doing I, the opposite of that. Okay, but is that really the flaw in this plan? Or is the flaw in this plan that <laughs> you need the blood of a crusader that's been crucified, but after you light somebody on fire, there's generally not any liquid blood? <laughs> also the crusader part was just added at the end this 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 exorcism no wonder it failed you know what i mean yeah, it's a lot of parts that bananas why does he have to burn <clears throat> you don't have to be lit on fire to crucify you just have to die on the know. cross yeah well father adam's still this is very very complicated father adam's still passing his stealth checks like a pro listening in the bar he finds <laughs> under the bar the shotgun what 
Montoya is watching from afar with binoculars. Supernatural hearing vampires. No. <laughs> they blew it all on They Flaherty. also don't smell him for some reason. I feel like they should have smelled him. They blew it all He's on Celerity. He's the only human here other than Crow. <laughs> you didn't hear me. They blew it all on Celerity. Uh, I guess that and they blew they did all it all their for points. They blew all their points on going out when it wasn't quite dark. <laughs> sun towers. They like a nice sunrise and a sunset. Don't take that away from them. Like 5.50. Let's roll, guys. Cardinal is uh, doing the ceremony on Crow, who's tied to the cross. He slashes Crow's thigh and collects the blood in a chalice. Valis, Valak drinks it. Um, and now we see where his vampires get their table manners because he spills it all over his face. The sun is close to Please rising, hold. and the Cardinal... Gross. And he's been exerting a lot of energy. <laughs> Cardinal's about to light the pyre. Well, he's when, the original vampire. Maybe his energy is fair. When <laughs> Father Adams climbs up on the bar... And blasts the cardinal in the back. From the roof of the Medium bar. He doesn't climb up on the bar like no, he's, he's on the dance. Roof. <laughs> he's on the roof. He's on the roof. Yeah. What well, I said. Why do you say he climbs up on, on the, the bar. bar? I think on the bar. On the bar oh, like no, no, a dancer. No, no, no. <laughs> on top of the bar building. This ain't Coyote Ugly. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, she's so Coyote dancing, Ugly. Doing a slap leather push push. <laughs> So Father Adam Back says, you're shit out of luck. Shit out of luck, Valak. Sun's coming up. Crow laughs. Yeah, fuck with him, Padre. And Valak is pissed, but says to Adam, you will finish the ritual for me. Adam puts a shotgun to his own head and says, yeah, fuck that. Valak grabs a torch and holds it to uh, Crow and says, you're going to finish it. He says, no. And uh, Crow says, come on, Padre, my nuts are on fire here. And I'm like, are you asking him to finish the ritual? <laughs> so then Montoya rides in and... Uh, Hold on. As yeah, a hold jeep, on your bus. This, this is another good shot. Hang on to your bus. The jeep coasts through the road. He stands up, aims Crow's crossbow, fires it, hitting the crosses, hitting the cross that Crow is tied to, tears it off its base and drags it away. Now it's 50-50 Crow dies. Because <laughs> it either falls on its back and he hurts himself and is dragged away, or it falls on face first, kills him, and he's dragged away. That, what is with this Road fucking rash. crossbow that it goes into anything and pulls them away? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's so, like a Batman how? thing. Like, it attaches, <laughs> it was, and then it surrounds us. <laughs> so Adams grabs an axe, cuts him loose, and they start killing vampires as the sun starts to rise. Uh, most of them make it into the jail, but Valak goes for the cross, but can't seem to touch it because of the sun's reflection on it. What? And then runs and into a And I'm like, he should already be dead! The fucking sun is up! <laughs> no, it's, it's 558. Oh, you're, you're not right. listening. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden he can't touch the fucking cross that he's been carrying around everywhere? What? Well, the sun's reflecting off it. It doesn't make any sense. It, it makes it No, out. it doesn't make any sense is what happens next. Yes, yeah. yes, so I'm with you. Valak run, runs into a rickety garage. Uh-huh. Crow grabs Where the cross. Where the sunlight is shining on him. Grabs the cross and, and goes then after takes him. it to him. <laughs> so what's the one thing you don't want to do? Take the magical weapon to the bad guy who can't touch it. No, no. Yes, yes. You bring it. You keep these two things separate, you fucking idiot. I was like, what is he doing? He's obviously going to kill him with the cross, which is what I thought was going to happen. What you do, you kill him with anything other than the magical weapon. I'm out of stakes. So Crow They grabs- go to the store. Crow grabs the cross. Steak store. Steaks. Steaks. There are no steaks in the store. We'll grab a T-bone. In the store right now? There's no snakes in the store. There's no snakes in the store right now. 
But the base of this cross is not wood, is it? I don't. It's metal. Think, yeah. I the don't know. The whole cross is metal. It has gems and shit on it. That doesn't make it metal. It can be wood. I thought it, could it was wood. Be. Your ass no, is wood. wood. Move on. So Crow grabs the cross and goes after him inside the, the chocolate. Inside the garage. <laughs> Valak hides. Still better than prison wall. Valak hides in the corner. Valak? Valak. Valak. Crow calls him out. Uh, Valak comes out and demands the cross. Crow says, sure, but one question. After 700 years, how's that dick working? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Valak yeah. gets pissed. A lot of dick jokes. And dives after Crow. And but Crow, it's just the same dick joke over yes, and over. That's true. <laughs> Valak Mahogany. Crow sticks the cross through him. Uh, Crow pins him against the wall, but this doesn't kill Valak, and Valak starts to smile. Crow grabs random boards and starts smashing them against him like it's WWE, and uh, the vampire doesn't hurt him. Because yeah. he's the original vampire. And Valak uses the cross to smash Crow away, then starts to pull the cross out. Um, Cross sees that a large amount of the ceiling is luckily being held up by a support column, and he tackles it. Because he's strong enough to knock out a support beam on a ceiling. Super like The Rock did in the rundown. Remember when he did that? He punched the button. Well, James Woods yes. and The Rock Basically are the same way. No, no. And this dude was Roughly strapped same to build. a cross all night. He could barely walk. And then, and then he, was, he was beat up. He was beat up. So he tackles it and it bathes Valak in the light of the sun. Valak screams and explodes like the Death Star. And yeah, it's a great he bit. Explodes. explodes. And there's a great bit. There is Icker. <laughs> there's a great bit here for when you watch it again, because I know you will. Of course. His hand blows off this mannequin and spins up at the camera. It gets like right in the middle of the screen. Look for it, it's awesome. Okay. Um, Next time I watch it. Crow is relieved and limps outside. Yeah, if I ever watch this again. Montoya and Katrina kiss then uh, Montoya walks he kisses her I would not say they kiss <laughs> <laughs> I tried to give him something man. <laughs> okay first of all why didn't Valak burn a different color he should have been a different color not just red and then explosion white he should have been white he should have but she seems super out of it all of a sudden again but the rest of the well, like, now the sun has come up. She changed, and now the sun has come up. She's out of it because she needs to get out of the fucking sun. <laughs> yeah, but she still, she was fine five minutes ago. She shouldn't be back to her stumbling around, doesn't That's know true. her own name self. She should still be, I'm conscious and able to make semi-rational well, she, vampire choices. Well, she also might be upset because she did all this, and she's still a fucking vampire. Yeah, that's true. Well, she didn't see him. If they had only killed him seven hours ago, yeah. she, <laughs> she might have lived. She might not have. So then Montoya but walks out into the road. The there looks to be a bit of a standoff between them. Crow asks Montoya if he loves her that much. Uh, he says they make the perfect couple. They both suck. Father Adam has a shotgun pointed at Montoya, but Crow... Which he should just fire. But Crow steps between them. Rule number one, if your partner's ever bitten by a vampire, you never let him live or her live. Crow asks uh, when he was bit. He says two days ago. Crow says, well, then I owe you two days, then, because you covered my ass. They hug, but Crow says, look, wherever you go, I will find you, hunt you down, kill you, and the girl, too. Crow helps him into the vehicle, and Montoya drives off. Crow and Father Adam go into the prison <laughs> to kill the rest of the vampires, but first Crow has one question. Hey, what? Let, me, let me ask you something. <laughs> you have what? A little mahogany? A little teak? Yep. And uh, that... Is the end of John Carpenter's Vampires, Part One. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. What'd you think, Elaine? 
I have some questions. Right I have some questions. I don't want to look at her because she might spling on How me. did, like, this is so weird that the other vampires didn't just die. Yeah, don't worry about that. Move He's on. He's the original vampire. They killed him. All the other vampires should have died. I it doesn't work die, like that. But then they had to go hunt the vampires. That kind of upset me because Sweet my friends. vampire lord tells me that when you kill Dracula, all the other vampires die. Well, they keep saying this is a virus. So if you get the coronavirus and you give it to me and then I kill you, I still have it. All right. I'm just saying that bothered me that that was... It bothered me that, that Crow... That, that first of all, Montoya leaves in the vampire hunting armored vehicle. Yeah, he, yeah. all their so, weapons. Not the jeep. Yeah. So well, Crow, he, can't, he can't take the, v, the jeep because she's got to hide in the back. Right. But Crow and Father Adam have a shotgun and his crossbow, I guess, and they're going to go clean out these fucking 40 vampires? Good luck. Yeah, Don't worry about that. The one they're not in the sequel. All right. Well, my favorite character is Jack. Slim Pickens for favorite character. <laughs> my least favorite character is Katrina because she just stumbled her way through this movie. Um, my favorite scene is actually the end where um, Crow and Valak are in the garage and he stabs him with the cross. I was expecting that. I enjoyed it. As I, I like that he got stabbed with the thing he wanted the most. My favorite line is uh, Crow says, this is Crow. He says, you with me? And Montoya goes, fuck yeah, this ain't my first time to dance. Let's go. And my favorite tertiary object is... When Valak goes into the church to find the cross, mm-hmm. next to the cross, there's this doll. I assume it must be Jesus, but it looks like it's fucking a kiss doll. And I'm like, why is there a weird... And, they, and I thought maybe I just didn't see it right the first time. And then I, they show it again, and I'm like, why is there this weird fucking kiss doll on this altar? Because it fucking looks like a kiss doll. It doesn't look like a Jesus. And why would there be a puppet rather than, like, a carved Jesus? It didn't make any sense, but that's my favorite object. Um, I have to look for that now. I'm going to give this movie a Maybay. Wow. Wow. Because it's kind of... Okay. Stupid. <laughs> but I kind of enjoyed it. I would watch this again, so I think I have to say it's a maybe. Alright. Carly? Alright. My favorite character was Father Adams, even though I thought he was a snitch the whole time. When it turned out he wasn't and he stepped up at the end, I was impressed. <laughs> he was secretly badass. Who yeah. Knew? My least favorite character was the Cardinal. He was a piece of shit. My favorite scene was when they arrive at the last place and are using the elevator to lure the vampires out. I liked that part. My favorite line... um, I really liked when Jack was going to cut on Father Adams and wanted the truth. And uh, after Jack cuts on him and he spills, um, he says, You're a good man, Padre. Welcome to the team. And Father Adams says, May God forgive me. And then my favorite tertiary object is the cable setup that pulls the vampires out to the sunlight so they can burn up. I thought that was very cool. I may have to get one of those for, or maybe I should talk to the vampire the hunter in our role-playing yeah. game about getting one of those for his car. She was thinking she should get one of those for her car. You remember they killed that guy? I might want to get one of those. I am not a vampire hunter in the game, but we have a vampire yeah. hunter. I may need to talk to I him I mean, about a this. good winch it always comes in handy, but <laughs> a good, what? A good winch. A good winch is hard to find. And a good, good winch. God. Oh, man. I'm also going to maybe this movie. I think it could have been better. Yeah. But it oh, yeah. was still fine, and it's still a perfectly fine vampire fine. movie. Johnny, take us um, on. Well, then, uh, my favorite character is Father Adams. 
my least favorite character. I'm having a hard time with this. I'm going to go with Jimmy Woods. Because he's just an asshole. Most of the movie. with Montoya because he's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> then there's Montoya. Who's just fucking creepy. I picked Katrina because she wasn't actually acting. She just was stumbling. Katrina was just kind of there. All right. And um, my favorite line is the Strata Chocolata. <laughs> It was going to be in the beginning where uh, the first time they pull out a vampire and Montoya pulls in the skull up and it says, Ah, oh, yeah. Padre, everybody loves a little head. But the Strata Chocolata just kind of, it's a game changer. Yeah. Um, my favorite scene is the first time that um, Jimmy Woods asked the priest, Tell me something. <laughs> Did you get a little wood? A little mahogany? Because it was just so out of character. It didn't go with the rest of the story. He doesn't seem like that kind of guy ever. Just in that little wood. It seems like something that uh, Jimmy Woods would have um, ad-libbed. And they're like, oh, we're going to keep that. Why not? And let's see. What else did I forget? Oh, tertiary object. I'm going to go with the three with the 700-year-old painting of Valak. Yeah. <laughs> Good condition. That's, that's mint on card. <laughs> mint on card. <laughs> His selfie. His selfie. And I will... I'm going to go ahead and yay this movie. And here's why. Here's why. Because the story, the premise of this movie has got bite. It's got something. The acting is just shit. I've seen James Wood act so much better than this. Like, the acting in this was just so bad that you just, you can't really forgive it. But there's something there. I think if with the right rewrites, it would be, it could be amazing. And you can have a good series. Someone call Anne Rice. So there you go. All right. My favorite character is uh, Father Adams. The slight nod to Crow. My least favorite character is Montoya because he betrayed the team. I don't blame okay. the Cardinal. He just wants to be immortal. No fault in that. And who wants to live forever when love must die? But Montoya hid the bite from his crew, and that was bad news. Yeah. For the hooker that he met. Five minutes ago. Well, she bit him and then they forged a connection and then obviously they found love. Mm, obviously. Whatever. Well, to see the master telepathic. Yeah. So, and if you picked up on Well, that. see, if that's what, the, what I'm saying. If Valak bites you, do you become a master because then she's a master and he's her minion? Maybe. Or goon? I don't think so. Maybe. Um, my favorite line is, hey, uh, Valak, let me ask you something. After 700 years, how's that dick working? <laughs> Uh, my favorite scene is the initial uh, ranch house that they hit in the first beginning of it. I wish there was a little more to that, but they kind of montaged through it. It was cool watching them clear the house out. Mm-hmm. And my favorite tertiary object is the armored truck with all the runes painted on the side of it. Like, what are you supposed to think this truck is? Yeah, like if you went to, pulled up at a gas station yeah. and that was next to you. It doesn't have like town bank or something on it. It has like runes and like a cross or something. Yeah. Like, okay. And yeah, I'll yay the movie. Yeah. It's dumb, but I enjoyed it. Tony's dumb. It's it's it's, it's fun. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, but I still enjoyed it. It's a little oh, old. Hey, please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast, on Twitter at unmovie podcast, on Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs, or you can email unmovie podcast at gmail.com. And we love to hear from you. you Listen to all our previous episodes on our. Uh, I don't know when this comes out, if we'll still all be under quarantine, but (laughs) (laughs) we are at the time of recording. (laughs) And, uh...
We'll talk to you later. Next week <laughs> on the podcast is Carly's pick. Oh, crap. What's my movie called? I That's don't know. Our... What is your movie called? <laughs> I've been anxiously waiting to hear what weirdness you've brought upon our lives this time. Yeah, because you said the last movie you did was the last time it was going to be something good or something like that. I don't know. That's not what I said. Uh, we're going to do 2012's Hello, I Must Be Going. Who? Hello, I, I don't expect you to have heard of many movies I'm about to pick. <laughs> going, see, like, I feel like she's threatening us with a bad time. <laughs> Hello, I must be going. I'm so yeah. tempted to IMDb. And who's in there? Anybody we've ever heard of? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, is it? <laughs> Let's see. The, the lead actress was very familiar to me. I've definitely seen her in Do something we have before. <laughs> Perhaps not for this podcast, though. Anywho, well, we got a song coming up eventually. Yeah, we're, we're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. I can't find the damn clip, but there's a clip I want you guys to see of... Mannequin hands? No, it's not the mannequin hands, but uh, there's a scene when she's in the bathroom getting dressed and Baldwin's laying on the couch. His face? He does this When lift, he wakes up? And he keeps his lip pushed out all the way to when he gets up and walks around I'm like what are you yeah, what is like wrong with your face he's making this weird like he's have. I'm like is he having a nightmare yeah. <laughs> is he sad cause <laughs> yeah his bug, I noticed, bottom lip I noticed that face as well it's really weird it is very weird I agree but I can't not find a, there's not a clip of it unfortunately alright then my watch is on bike mode, and I can't figure out how to... Oh, now it's back on stepping. I don't know what I did. <laughs> it's because I mentioned bicycles. Is that seem really out of place for a little bit? Like, That's what I was distracted by. She's like, my watch, watch is wrong. She's not paying attention.